Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello. Should we just, let's just, heart, let's just, uh, uh, um, let's start with the hard truth. This is the last podcast of the week. Yeah. We're ripping the bandaid off. We're letting you know. We're broadcasting live tomorrow uh, from a place that's going to be way too technically difficult to serve you a podcast. Uh, and we're going to be exhausted by then as well. I plan to be actually quite exhausted. I, <laughs> before we talk about one of the things we're going to do in this episode is we're going to do something we haven't done in a very long time. We're going to talk about some American shit. It'll be Canadians talking about Americans because one of the things that happened during the State of the Union is a little concerning. So we'll get to that. However, let's talk about what's about to happen over the next 24 hours. So when we get done this episode of After 9, we're going to go our separate ways. Kat's going to go and and get some stuff together and, and pick up her husband and head to Blue Mountain. I've got to go pick up my girlfriend and drop the dog off at the boarding place. And I hate dropping the dog off for boarding cat. How do you say Why? goodbye? I, I don't Isn't know. Isn't it a good place? See, see, Leo goes to a great spot and he knows, they know him very well. Uh, I mean, this is an almost 12 year old dog though. And he's been going to, actually there's two different places that we go. Uh, but especially one, they, they know him so well. Um, the groomer is there. I mean, he actually like wags his butt going in there. He loves it. Really? He sniffs dogs' asses all day. He gets extra walks from them because I'll add like, they're all about the add-ons, these centers. It's a constant if, upsell. If you don't have dogs, here's how it goes. You can board the dog. There's no $10 a day childcare for dogs. Not at all. So you can board the dog, okay, which I know it sounds bad. I feel like we, st- we got to stop calling them kennels and boarding. I'm telling you, they live better than most people at most hotels. Like, it's incredible. So my dog has this place. We do the in and out suite. That's what it's called. He can go outside anytime he wants. Really? It's an always in and out suite. Unless it's overnight, then they shut it just to make sure no dogs are like loose in the middle of the night or something. So he has the in and out suite and there's like a tunnel basically where they can go inside and play with their friends or they can get called back in. So I do that, but it's not just the stay, right? And that will include playtime outside always. However, if you want a trail walk and what kind of an asshole isn't like, well, I'll add a trail walk. Sure. If you want to give him a cookie at night or a cuddle session, those are all add-ons. So I do the like... I love my pet package, basically, for an extra, like, $20 a night. They actually call it day. the I love my it's pet some, package, well, like, as if I don't love my pet if I don't you, buy it. If you don't click on that, you feel like a total asshole. So when I go away for, like, a week, it's basically more for his vacation than my vacation oh, at a certain point. So it geez. is expensive. Um, but but that said, as I mentioned, it's it's a place that he really likes to be. It's people that truly loves love dogs. I feel happy with him there and I feel good with it. They send pictures. It is like a child care center too because they'll send photos like, Leo's having a great morning. We went on a trail walk. There's another Australian shepherd here. He's made friends. Like, I love it. So I I mean, he, I think he likes it better than our house, to be honest with you. No. Well, maybe not as much as our house, <laughs> but he does like it. Don't feel bad. I'm sure that Charlie will be just fine. It's one night. I know. I just, I hate letting go and, and I don't want to hear the, the whining as I'm walking away because it'll break my heart and I'm just going to be thinking about him and I, he's my little buddy and I love yeah. him. So he's not so little though. I mean, this is part of the problem. In the past, I could just say, hey mom, I'm going away for a night or two. I need you to watch the dog and that would be no problem. Now I've got a 110 pound half Bernese mountain dog, half giant poodle. Yeah, he's a big boy, right? He's a big boy and he would just drag my mom down the street if she walked him. So it's not a good idea 
I just don't love the idea of checking him in. But uh, from what I understand, this place is nice. I, I wouldn't exactly call it the Westin, like you're suggesting that your place is. But it's, it's, uh, I'm just sad. I'm going to miss him. Is there any way we could bring him? Like, couldn't he be like our mascot or a, <laughs> he's our morning show therapy yeah. dog or something like yeah, that? We could try to sneak him in if you really want to. I think it's, it's good for him, though. It's socialization. Well, that's the plan. We're going to drop the dog off, and then I'm going to try and get up there. Now, we have uh, – no, I'll definitely make it up there. However, uh, they've got some activities <laughs> You're still planned. at the dog boarding place, like, I can't live up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to drive up there, and I feel like we're probably going to arrive around similar times, and, and there's some activities planned. But as you can see outside, the weather is just shit. It's terrible. So well, I don't know. All that- of the things that we were supposed to do are canceled, by the way. However, there's one thing that we can apparently. Well, there's a few things we can do inside. Of course, we can do all the things inside. But there's more outdoor activity. For those who have been to Blue, you know what we mean. So there's apparently like one or two things that we can do. I just don't know which one we're doing. Well, thank God they canceled it because the thought of this roller coaster on a mountain just freaks me out. <laughs> and I didn't want to be that guy no. who said, I'm not fucking doing it. They're but safe. I was going to be that guy. No, they're safe. They're safe. There's high winds too, right? So there's a lot of like danger to doing some of this stuff. So I don't know what we're going to get up to. But if you if you could join us tomorrow morning, we would love to have you on the Scott and Cat show. And we are now on two stations in the morning. So it's Energy 95.3. If you're in the like GTHA area, if you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, 91.5 The Beat, or you can just get the Radio Player Canada app and stream either one you want. And then you're going to hear all about our adventures because I have a feeling we're going to have some stories to tell come tomorrow morning. Well, yeah. I mean, we're having dinner tonight. And and I've I'm doing a spa treatment in between. Good for you. Got to be me. Good for you. So I am going if I have time before we leave tomorrow. That's when I'll get the manicure. However, today it's a facial and a massage. Ooh. So I'm gonna be fan fucking tastic relaxed when we get to dinner tonight. Good. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. This is gonna be good. But part of the reason that I wanted to talk about that is you're gonna have your husband there, and I'm going to have my girlfriend there, and that plays into this story here. A lot of people have noticed that right at the end of Joe Biden's State of the Union address the other night, something happened up in the gondola. Now, it's the U.S. Congress building. It's a beautiful, historic building. I've been there, and it's it, it's much smaller on the inside than it looks on television, but it is just majestic. And you've got the president of the United States with the vice president behind him and the speaker of the house, the top three people in government right there, and then all of the elected representatives in front of them. And Joe Biden gave his speech, and it was a little rambling and incoherent at times. At one point, he was yelling uh, uh, about Xi Jinping in China, and nobody really knew what he was talking about, but he was, like, yelling at the top of his lungs. And if, <laughs> uh, oh, America, oh, you guys have got some decisions to make there soon. I mean, I don't know how much longer you want to carry on with this, but letting this guy run the show. But uh, go ahead. You do you. It's none of our business. But what happened up in the gondola there, the balcony, is what people are talking about. So you've got Joe Biden just wrapping up his address, and then they panned up to the top for the shot of the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden. Right beside Dr. Jill Biden was the first gentleman, Kamala Harris's husband. What's this guy's name? Uh, What is it? Doug or something Doug. I believe it's Doug. Yeah, Yeah. I I think you're right. Well, you know what Joe Biden thinks. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even know what's happening. He doesn't know. Jill Biden stands up and she's shaking hands with everybody and they're all saying, oh, Joe did pretty good there and you must be kind of proud. All that sort of shit. She turns to Doug and they kissed. 
right on the lips. Yeah, that's no joke. I went and watched it because I'm like, no, maybe it was slightly off and the camera angle was like, just got it wrong. It looks that way. No, they definitely made lip contact. Yeah. And this is, I mean, for, for Dr. Jill Biden there, this is her husband's vice president's husband. Bam. Kiss on the lips right there. I don't know if Kamala looked up and saw it and thought, what in the fuck is going on here? Or if Joe, there's no way Joe could see it from where he was. He He's just, he's like 80 or something like that. His vision isn't that good anymore. However, I don't think he would have seen it. Is nobody else a little weirded out by this? Are we doing that now? Are uh, no, we kissing no. our colleagues' <laughs> no, spouses no. on the lips? Okay, so a couple of things. As I was watching the video, I watched it like 15 times. Like I just kept going back and back and back. Nobody's pay- like I never pay attention to the State of the Union address as much as I did this. Just this one moment. But I but based on the look on his face after it happened, I think it was a whoops. Like I think she was kind of partly paying attention and goes to like kiss him on the side of the cheek, which is why I think we should take away kissing altogether as a greeting. Really? I've never liked it. You don't, don't like the kiss on the cheek? Nope. Don't like it. Then some cultures do it like a double, some do like a single. Some do on the lips. It's like, I can't keep track of it all. I don't like it. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable, to be quite honest with you. I'd like to take it away. I don't mind a hug, hearty handshake, fist bump. Don't give a shit, but I don't want that. So when she goes in for the kiss, although it looked naturally like they were both reaching, like they were both heading for the lips, when, when, you, when he pulls back, the look on his face was kind of a little bit, it wasn't total shock. Like he was probably hiding a little bit. But I think he went like, oh God, that was not meant to happen. I think it was like a whoops. I think that they overshot or undershot <laughs> where their target was. Or, or, or they just kiss theory, on the lips. Or they do this a lot and it was very natural. And then it was like, a, oh shit, this is on television. We can't do that here. I wonder. Maybe they have like some sort of like a soft swap kind of deal going or something like that. Ew. <laughs> don't even say those words soft swap when you're talking about them, please. <laughs> soft swap. No, I, I, you know what, though? I do think they should address it because let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's address how awkward that is. And tell us if it was purposefully done or not. It would be a wonderful distraction from an otherwise bizarre State of the Union speech to have those two come out and say, okay, listen, I know half the country is talking about the fact that we kissed on the lips. Here's the deal. We got the hots for each other, and that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Or say, you know what? I didn't feel comfortable with it at all. She leaned in and kissed me on the lips, and I didn't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) Or, like, throw each other under the bus or say we're a couple. Or say, yeah, you know what? Every now and again, you go down the hall and open the wrong door and boom, you're in with uh, Kamala's husband or you're in with Joe's wife. Uh, Mistakes happen around the White House. It's been going on for years. Something like that. Give us a little bit of clarity and drama because that's what I want out of this. (laughs) Do do a State of the Union post-kiss State of the Union address. Let's do a State of Your Marriage Union. Let's find out what's going on there. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) By the way, I'm so happy that we can repurpose the fuck you, Doug. That's great. (laughs) I haven't heard that since the pandemic. But speaking of the pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci, as it turns out, is charging a lot of money for speaking engagements as he now reaps the rewards of his pandemic-era fame. The former White House COVID commander is getting between fifty dollars and $100,000 an hour to go and give motivational speeches. Okay. 
They say despite his huge fee, Fauci is scheduled to give the commencement address to the Yale School of Medicine in May. Okay. Though it's unclear how much the college is paying him for that one, this is how much this guy's charging. He's making a hundred grand an hour just to go and talk. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you have someone who's who's been through an historic event such as him, but not to mention like all of his accolades his many years of experience when he's talking in front of a group of people who who aspire to be like him or want to take something away from him they can charge a pretty penny for that for that talk right i mean you go and you buy tickets to hear Obama talk or any of the past presidents really cuz they all end up doing a little tour usually i've seen bush Obama and Clinton four times. Yeah, honestly, like these people make good coin. Even like uh, Kim Kardashian did like a business, believe it or not, like did a business function thing, but she is a businesswoman too. I mean, she's made plenty of coin doing business and whether you like the way she got there or not, she does. She can make even more than that. It's usually half a million, I think, for one, maybe it's an hour and a half or something like that, but for one of her talks in front of these groups of people. So it makes sense to me to look at this guy, look at his resume and hear what he has to say. And there's a lot of people that would line up to see it. So I understand the demand is there. I just wonder who he is. It like an across the board charge everybody. And then the reason I'm asking is because in doing what I do, sometimes people ask us to speak. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a, a corporate event or something like that, yeah, I, I charge money for that because that's just one of the things that I do. Of course. However, if I get asked to come into a school, for example, I don't charge the school for that. Of course not. So I'm wondering, like, if, if an elementary school... Well, wants- it's not like an elementary school thing, then maybe he's not... He's going to waive it, I'm sure. But again, it's a, it, it means... It has to mean something to him and mean his uh, that it's valuable for him because it's his time at that point. And time is money, too. But if he if he's willing to give that up for, for young people maybe wanting to get into that industry, great. But we're talking about, like, full-blown adults who are in it and paying money toward it and on their way to it, they're going to pay to hear him speak, and I think he should charge for that. Okay. Uh, Since we mentioned Dr. Fauci, let's give you the latest update. The World Health Organization is now formally warning the world should prepare for a potential human bird flu pandemic after the strain jumped from birds to mammals. Cases of the strain H5N1 have now been reported in otters, mink, and foxes, sparking fear that the virus is one step closer to hitting humans. During a virtual briefing yesterday, the WHO's director general urged nations to monitor infections in mammals closely. Mm. We're not going to go back down that road again, are we? Stop. <laughs> I, Stop. I don't know. I mean, whether it's jumping to mammals or humans or not, I think you guys need to read the room and figure out a way to make this go away for a little while because I don't think anybody's got any appetite for another pandemic. It's too close to the last pandemic. You guys better figure this out because I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to go through what we just went through. Figure it out. Be transparent off the hop. Can we please? You know, like seriously, seriously. A couple other things I want to get to in this episode. Two cups of coffee per day helps maintain healthy blood pressure. Is that a lot to ask? Two cups a day? Is that too little or too much? Two cups a day. I'm going to say it's perfect. (laughs) Because you drink two cups a day? Because I drink exactly two cups. I was about to say that I think that it's it's too much. That's what I think it's going to be. But because I have two, I'm going to hope that it's just the perfect amount. 
Okay. Am I wrong? <laughs> Italian researchers report that people who drink two or three cups of coffee per day have lower blood pressure than those who drink less. They say coffee is an, an integral part to the culture in Italy and is an incredibly popular drink worldwide. Caffeine is only one of the several coffee components and certainly not the one that plays an active role in this. Positive effects on human health have mm. indeed been recorded amongst those who consume decaffeinated coffee as well. Oh, well, there we go. Interesting. Super Bowl weekend, Kat, do you care? Okay, so partly, I mean, I I usually always care about the halftime performance, and that's where I'm at this year, so it's no different than most other years. I'm in it for the halftime show and the halftime show only. If you just alert me to when that's on, I will just watch that, and I'm good with it. I don't know. I think I, I know Kansas City's playing, and only because I think I've mentioned I like the logo. I'm a fan. I actually have some Kansas City stuff only because it's my initials, KC. That's the only reason why. So... Yeah, I mean, I partly care. care. Is is there a reason why I should care other than the halftime show? No, not, oh, okay. not unless you're All betting. Right. I think that's the only reason. Right. Uh, you know, this is a tough one because whether you're an Eagles fan or you're a Chiefs fan, those two teams have the most obnoxious fans in sports. Oh, so really? It's a great big pissing contest leading up to the big game on Sunday. And as you probably know, every year... They do the Madden NFL prediction. That's right. I have heard of this. They run the season and the game on a simulation mode, and that should give you some indicators of what's going on. And in case you're wondering if it's accurate, they say it's not too bad. 11 and 8 since they started doing it at Super Bowl 38. <laughs> okay, it's not the worst then. No, they're saying based on this year's simulation, the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday 31 to 17. Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts will be the MVP, passing for 282 yards and rushing for 88 others and scoring three touchdowns. Okay. That's a pretty ambitious thing to suggest. Holy shit. If they get that right, oh, man, that's they're going to have to uh, close off the betting lines on that. Can I just say it's such a brilliant PR move, and it always has been for Madden to do this and put this out. Like it costs them $0 essentially to do that. And it's so much press for them and publicity. It's incredible. Even if they get it wrong, people still talk about whether they get it wrong or right. Sure. It's freaking fascinating. You think about Madden when you hear the prediction and yes. then you think about them again when you get to the final score. Huh, were they right? Were they not right? right? Yeah, it, it's brilliant. Good on them. Um, Self-driving cars mm -hmm. are a thing that we're all going to likely have in the next two to three vehicles cycle, depending on how old or new your current car is. But as we get forced into buying green vehicles, a lot of them come with autopilot. Yeah. So this is interesting, but researchers from North Carolina State University did a lot of thinking about how we can implement this and how life is going to be different when we have automated vehicles. They say... We need to change everything at the intersection. Right now, we have lights. Red. Maybe I should make this clear because there's some people who don't know. <laughs> Tell us all the lights. Red means stop. Uh-huh. Like not go slow, not speed up. It means stop. Green means go. Yellow means prepare to stop or proceed with caution. I think everybody knows that, right? I th I th they should. What about the white light? Because that's what they want to add to every intersection. Okay, so what is the white light going to do? The white light would be an indicator to people that are driving a regular car like we all drive now. It would let you know that majority of the vehicles in that intersection 
are automated. And because they're automated, they're all talking to each other and talking to the intersection simultaneously, they know when they can go. So basically, if you don't see a red, yellow, or green light, if you only see a white light, that means automation is taking over. And you'll see certain cars going at certain times. When it's a white light, you follow the car in front of you. You don't necessarily stop. You don't necessarily go. You just follow the car in front of you. If it goes, you go. If it stops, obviously you stop. It would basically let the technology control the flow of the intersection so that everything goes at the right rate. And they say when all the vehicles are autonomous, we won't have traffic jams anymore. There won't be any more traffic jams because you're not going to get some asshole riding his brake all the way down the highway and tapping here and there. You won't get people that are slow to start at intersections. Everybody will be going at the exact same speed and everything will flow properly. I I mean, I don't hate the, the, it scares me, to be honest with you. It scares me to think about this, but I think that it is true that we need to start thinking about what it's going to be like when all vehicles are driving, essentially driving themselves. All crashes are human error. We know, okay, I shouldn't say that. I guess there are some mechanical failures, but majority of crashes are human error. So if we're taking the human out of the whole experience, then we can avoid those collisions, like you mentioned, right? You're not going to have these assholes, whatever. I mean, you'll still have the assholes on the road, but their cars are going to be smarter than them, which is going to be interesting. (laughs) Like, isn't that interesting? Like, we trust the technology over the people a little bit more. And I think that is the way that it's going to go. I just, at, when, you, when I first hear about it though, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to confuse people. People are going to be unsure. It's going to take a long time to get used to if this even gets get, goes through. Regular intersections confuse yes, people. Thank Roundabouts you. confuse the shit out of people. Yeah. We're not ready for a fourth yeah. light. Not yet. A fourth light? I'd rather tell people they've got to start driving on the other side of the road first. I mean, they're not going to yeah. figure it out. This is going to be a catastrophe. How many times have you been in a roundabout and spotted somebody and you thought, they have no idea what they're doing and they are scared shitless right now? Yeah. Yep. I've seen it a lot. I think we need to come up with a better solution because what they're proposing there with a fourth light, it just can't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll just screw up too many people. Uh, Still talking about some research out of America or stories out of America, Disney, those sneaky bastards at Disney. (laughs) Holy shit. So they came out yesterday, and Disney is no different than many of the other tech companies that are laying people off like crazy. And it's all of them. Microsoft, Google, uh, Dell, and and the list goes on. Uh, So many of them. In fact, I don't understand how so many people have been laid off in the last month to six weeks, but they still claim our unemployment is at a record low and there's virtually nobody looking for a job. Uh, for now, that's what they claim. Let's see, though. It's true. They're fa- people are falling off like crazy in that industry. Well, yesterday, Disney cut 7,000 yeah. jobs. Well, I think what people don't realize with Disney is they do make money. Disney, as a company, makes money. In fact, they were profitable last quarter. The issue, the issue is, and I really do think it's an issue for them, Disney Plus, they're losing money there. They're, they're not even breaking even right now on Disney Plus. And when you look at all the programming that they have and the money that they put into, whether you're talking about the Star Wars franchise, the Pixar portion, or the Disney, or any number of things, they, I guess their spending is way higher than what they're bringing in. And obviously, they also lost subscribers, as every streaming service has, by the way. So because of that, they needed, they claim, yesterday, Bob Iger came out, trotted out to the investors and tried to make them feel a little bit better about everything by cushioning the blow. In case you missed this news, this caught my attention as a parent, but also as someone who likes Disney movies, uh, the fact that Frozen 3, don't worry guys, Frozen 3 is on the way. 
Don't worry, guys. Toy Story 5 in the works. And Zootopia 2. <laughs> it's on the way, too. So trying to kind of cushion the blow with investors and also making that announcement to anybody who's a who's a Disney fan. I, I uh, but again, I can't. Can we even blame Disney for this? Because like you mentioned, there's so many companies doing it. And if they're not profiting, if they're not profitable and this is the way out, I mean, what are they supposed to do? I just don't see how they're losing money. I mean, the the great thing about the Disney streaming platform is Disney owns all of the content. It's not like they have to go and pay Paramount for the rights to put Top Gun on there because they've only got their own shit on there. Well, they they do have other things on there on there on Disney, um, like the uh, Star, for example. Uh, okay, that, like, all right. A there, there's a ton. There's yeah. a ton of stuff that's not their original content at all that they are paying for actually. So that is a cost. But when you look at the, I mean, Disney was going to be making movies anyway. Some of them they make just for Disney Plus, but the vast majority of them, like this new Toy Story and and like the new Frozen, those are going to go to theaters and they they should pay They'll themselves make coin. off. Absolutely, those ones are not like they're not worried about those, and they're not going to put them directly to streaming just to try to grab their streaming numbers and bring them up. They're not doing that for sure. It's more so a rejig of the entire company based on this. One of them is layoffs. They've also made changes and categorized their stuff differently um, and, and categorized it in different ways. Also ESPN, like their sports networks basically is one package. There's going to be TV and streaming as another one. And then it's going to be parks, attractions and merch essentially. So there's like three different branches in order to try to save money. And with that, they made cuts just to kind of streamline things as companies tend to do when they're hurting. Who's to say they won't employ those, I shouldn't say those people again, but who's to say they won't hire that many more people, if not more so, once they do get better. But the company is profitable. That's probably the struggle for them, is it shit. When you look at a company that's huge, but then a couple of small wings of that company, uh, PepsiCo, for example, they could be, like, they're killing it. But let's say with the Quaker brand, oh, fuck, we're losing money, or this brand. It's the same thing for these media companies. There are little branches and little tidbits that aren't making money or actually cost them money. And and this is just one of them. Disney Plus is a hurting. At what point? I mean, they're not going to get rid of it, but at what point do they make big bigger changes? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I don't think people are adding streaming services, Scott, is the thing. Mm. Y- you know, I think if anything, they are still removing themselves from the platforms, right? Am I wrong here? Uh, I think you're right. I, I think a lot of people are just looking to cut costs anywhere yeah, they can. absolutely. And that's one that's going to go. That's low-hanging fruit, which makes it even more curious is why Netflix Canada now is deciding they're going to start cracking down. So you have to have the premium membership and you'll still have to pay, in addition to having the premium membership, an extra $7.99 a month to share your account with your own family who doesn't live in your house. So, for example, I have uh, two kids. One of them lives in British Columbia because she goes to school there. One of them lives in the U.S. because he goes to school there. They're my kids. It's my family. That's my subscription. And if they want to log in, cool. I'd love to be able to phone someone at Netflix and say, hey, just want to reassure you, these are my kids. They're away at school. They're home in the summertime. But when they're away at school, they're going to watch my Netflix. I'm not going to buy them their own Netflix account. They're already getting a Netflix account. It's mine. They don't give a shit. They're going to no. charge you the $7.99 no, a month no matter what. Yeah, it's a different house. I mean, it, they. what really bothers me, though, is their claim yesterday when they made it perfectly clear, guys. Netflix was never meant for multiple houses. One account per household was always the case. But then you look back to their tweets from like 2017, as early as 2017, when they said password sharing means love or some shit like that yeah, that's going they viral. They were encouraging it. They were encouraging it. So how can you sit there and do that, but then also claim that it's always been meant for one household? 
it's weird. I think that they're really, really risking it if they think that they're going to actually make money off of this. I mean, I look at me. So I, I share my password with my parents. I give them my password. They use it as much as they want. We have a two screen max. That's it. Two screen max because what is, what's the likelihood we have two screens in my house and they can't use it? It's ve- it's very unlikely that that would ever happen. And it makes sense. Your parents are retired. They're on a fixed income. Well, and it's why not, right? Like to me, it's like, yeah, share, enjoy. But now with this, I obviously can't do that. So is it worth it for for either of us, whoever we decide is going to do it, to spend an extra nine, t- almost 10 bucks after taxes, I assume, or close to it, nine bucks a month so that they can use it? Um, and only them, by the way, because again, I'd be on a tier where I can't share it with two households because then it could make sense where it's like, okay, but it's four bucks here and four bucks there as an additional. I can't do that. Yeah. So, and, and I feel for those who went the basic with ads. If you did basic with ads, you're like, I'm saving money. Great. And then you hear this and you're like, cool, I can add a house. You can't. They don't even let you. You need to move up a tier, which automatically adds an extra five, six bucks a month on top of that. So you're spending an extra 16 bucks, maybe. Let's. I'm just ballparking here. Let's say 15 bucks a month. That way you can do it. But they won't even let you on the on the ad tiered one. You know, I pay $15 a month cash and you got to pay six months up front, but it's $15 a month cash for IPTV. And I just plug in the box. I've got a guide, and I literally have thousands of channels. Yeah. I don't understand why why people are still fucking around with Netflix and Crave. And actually, I do like Crave. I have a free subscription because I'm also a Bell Five subscriber to their version right. of IPTV. So you're paying into it in one way, but you might as well get the perk. Exactly. Sure. Uh, yeah, with the Netflix and the Disney Plus and stuff like that. I, I found IPTV is just fine. I mean, the quality yeah. on most things is really good, and you get so much variety. If I want to watch the 6 o'clock news in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I can watch the 6 o'clock news in Tulsa. If I want to watch, uh, I don't know, the presidential palace feed from China, I can do that. You know, I mean, it's all there, and uh, I... I just don't know where Netflix and Disney and all these places are coming from raising their prices because it won't take long for people to find the cheaper alternative, whether it's legal or not. Well, and the key is their original content, right? We all have to go back to key is your original content. Is HBO your thing? Then you're going to get Crave. Then you're going to continue to subscribe to Crave. And that means maybe you do ax a Disney Plus or a Netflix. Are you a big fan of the Netflix original content? You know, it is true that so many households are picking and choosing right now. And with this news, we'll see who drops off. Are you saying that you're going to drop off the second you get that? Which, by the way, they say Wednesday is the crackdown date, essentially. But let's say you did. You got that notification. Your kids got the notification. Pay up. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to tell them no. I'm not going to give them any more money. At the price point it was, and it initially started off at what, like $9.99 a month, and then it crept up to $11, then $15, mm-hmm. and then $19, and now it's going to be an extra $7.99 a month as long as you're on the premium rate to begin with. Um, it's not worth it to me anymore. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to lose people like me, and as the economy gets worse, I think they're going to lose a lot more, more people, yeah. way more than they're going to make from charging the extra. They should probably just leave well enough alone right now. Especially now. Or, and you know, there's so many companies that are so set and they're thinking, did it ever occur to them that they might actually make more money if they cut the price a little bit? Well, and that's the thing. And someone had a great point. I was watching a video about this too. Um, someone who's in this world, in this realm of streaming and said, your, your key is to make it convenient for people. And that's what people loved about Netflix. It was convenient and cheap in their mind. You're making it not convenient and you're making it no longer cheap. So what do you think is going to happen? I guess time will tell. 
I guess it will. Uh, because it is National Cut the Cord Day today. National Pizza Day and National Cut the Cord Day. Cut the Cord Day was created as a day to cut your cords, your cable, and so on and so forth, and just go all web. So if you want to do that, what I've done, people still ask me about this since we talked about it two years ago on After 9. So I was a Bell 5 subscriber, cable television. Yep, plugged into the wall. I had the box and the whole nine yards. What I did was I got rid of cable and I got their top internet package and then I subscribed to Bell's 5 TV, which is the exact same thing, but it's streamed as opposed to having a physical cable line coming right. into your house. Max with everything unlimited and extra sports channels and I added in the US news channels, it's $100 a month. 105 actually, taxes in. I was paying 250 a month for the exact same thing, the cable version. Ouch. Cut out so Ouch. much money just by going to Bell 5 TV. And it comes with an app so I can watch it just about anywhere. I do like that about about the Bell 5. We're not getting paid by Bell 5, by the way, people. They don't even clearly, like us at Bell. Clearly. <laughs> we, We're a competitor. Not at all. But I will say I do like that about the app. I know other services have it, but I do like that convenience of like opening the app and watching things. If I'm waiting somewhere, as long as I have Wi-Fi or recording something because I mm -hmm. forgot to record it. It is pretty convenient for sure. I just have a fire stick plugged into every TV, install the Bell app and boom, you're good to go. Guys, again, there will be no after nine tomorrow that we know of unless something fucking crazy happens. But unless I we're not there for, don't say that. We're supposed to, we're leaving. We're leaving now and we're going to have a great time and we're going to be broadcasting live from there tomorrow from our radio shows. Somebody remind me on Monday, one of the things I want to talk about in after nine is naloxone mm -hmm. i had a really interesting conversation yesterday with somebody about naloxone because they're they're going to require more businesses to keep it available in case someone comes in and they're having some sort of a drug overdose you can revive them by having that narcan or naloxone and right. you, you give them a shot and most of the time one shot does it and it brings them back to life somebody has an issue with that and i for the life of me could not understand why until they made a really interesting point that's going to be in mondays after nine have a great one everybody bye Aaron Rodgers said that he will make a decision on his NFL future after going on a darkness retreat, which will consist of him sitting alone in total darkness for four days. It should be interesting when they pull Rodgers out, because if he sees his shadow, that means six more seasons on the pack. According to a new study, 18% of Americans use a sleep medication, whereas the others prefer to fall asleep the traditional way, reliving every awkward moment of their lives. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond is struggling to stay in business, and they just announced that they're closing 150 more stores. It is bad. Today in the mail, I got a 20% off coupon to buy Bed Bath & Beyond. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.